Welcome to an experience powered by Pipe TV. Powered by Pipe TV. Hi, you're watching Pipe TV, and I'm your host, Kerry D. Singleton. Today we have one of my favorite radio on-air personalities and personalities, period, Mr. Mike Shannon. How are you, brother? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I can't complain. Yeah. Good, yeah. good. So what you guys don't know is that this uh, trailblazing um, radio show on-air personality is uh, from the same city and neighborhood that I am from, which is Roxbury in Boston. Donna Summer. Oh, man, so many new additions. New edition. Mm -hmm. um, on and on and on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Roxbury. Yeah, Roxbury is 02119. Well, for me. Well, for me, it's 02120. So, yeah. So, it's great to have you on the show, man. Thanks for inviting yeah, me. Yeah, it's really great to have you on the show. So, Mike, you've actually been, before we became friends, you were actually one of of my uh, what I call radio idols, along with uh, wow. Red Alert uh, um, uh, and, and, and uh, Bugsy, uh, many others. But you have a story. Your, your journey uh, from from um, from Boston started at Northeastern University. That's where the radio with life began. Wendy Williams. Wendy, um, Jay Dixon, so mm -hmm. many people. I mean, the list goes on. So many great people came out of WRBB. Right, Northeastern University. University. And I, I want to ask. Um, what was it like? I never asked you this before. What was Wendy like um, in her Northeastern University days before she became this iconic radio and television host? She was the same Wendy, just okay. younger right. and not nationally known. Okay. But always a lot of fun. Always, mm -hmm. We always knew that she was going to go places. Okay. She always had that energy. She always had that spark. Okay. That was her first program director. A lot of people don't realize I that. I didn't know that. I was the one that really put her on and started letting her do shows and okay. letting her shine and she just took off from there what was her forte back then because now we know her as uh, well she was a celebrity uh, I would say gossip uh, host now she's evolved into uh, a television talk show host but what was her her niche uh, back in those WRBB days back then not so much the gossip as far as celebrities go mm -hmm. um, she just had good energy and she just you know could always talk about anything and mm -hmm. keep you captivated much like she does now okay you know it just was less celebrity stuff back right, then right you know? but um she you know she created her own little little, little drama every now and then back then <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean it wouldn't be wouldn't be wendy without some drama okay. but it, it was it was mild compared to you know some mild stuff compared to today yeah. okay but always very talented and always had a spark and we knew that she was gonna you know do big things she told us that she didn't want to really? she used wow. to say she i'm nope i don't want to do radio i just want to be married with nails that was her thing married married with, with nails <laughs> I can't imagine. Wendy but we Williams. knew. Yeah. She said, and, and later on, she said that was just to throw everybody off the track. Okay. So, so getting back to your career, because yeah. um, I've watched you from a distance. I've, I've been a fan of, of your work for so long. Um, most notably, when you landed a gig at Kiss FM oh, in yeah, New York was, City. So you can't, I job. can't even say Kiss FM without you smiling. That was the dream job. What was that experience like for you when you first started at Kiss FM? Which I would say is one of the best radio stations to to, to ever it was the hit the airwa airwaves. It was the best, and 
I mean, it was just such, it was surreal because, I mean, you know, I'd set these goals for myself. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm going to move to New York City. Mm -hmm. I'm going to live in Harlem. <laughs> and I'm going to work on 98.7 Kiss FM. Wow. And I just, you know, you set a goal for yourself and, and you just have to really stick to it. Nobody was going to get in my way. And as many right. people, not that anybody doubted me, but you know, you got haters along the way. Well, we're both know? from Boston. So right. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> we know what that's like. It's yeah. not that, it's not, it's not so much hating. It's just that a lot of people don't believe in themselves. You're right. And so they cannot believe in you if they don't even believe in themselves. And we were young then. You know, yeah. when you're young, it's like, yeah, what you going to do? Yeah. Uh, well, right. Watch. Right. Watch. Especially you know? being from Boston and wanting to be successful in New York, that's kind of like a double well, New York thing. was the top of, you yeah. know, and it still is. I mean, right. you know, it's the number one market, and who doesn't want to be number one? Right. And a lot of my friends on RBB were from New York, okay. and I saw them getting gigs here and stuff, and I'm like, you know what? I think I could do that, too. Right, you right. Know, I think I could do that, too. So. Now, what a lot of people don't know about you, Mike Shannon, is that you also started off modeling. Oh, that was so long ago. Yes, but we're going to talk about it And it was an amateur it thing. It was, I was never part of any agency. No? It was never, no, I just went to draw. It was a school in Boston. Austin. I don't think it's there anymore. John Robert Powers. Right, exactly. I remember. And I went to that and, um, you know, I took some classes there. It was my freshman year at Northeastern, as a matter of fact. Okay. So I, I did that. And um, the funny thing about that, I did want to model at that time. But as time went on, the radio bug hit me. But I, I'll right. tell you the funniest thing happened while I went to John Robert Powers. I went, you know, for the, uh, I think it was called Mill male executive grooming program, something okay. like that. And I want to be a model. Wow. But I guess we had these exercises, these classes, you mm -hmm. know, naturally because it's a school. Right. And I guess I did something and I, I, I read something one time, you know, just, just a regular exercise in class. Okay. So when it came time to graduate, I got this plaque and it said vo voice runner-up or vocal runner-up. I'd have to look at the plaque. Vocal runner-up. Um, presentation something like that and I'm like why am I getting this wow because I didn't come here for voice stuff I came here to be a model but right, so why right. am I getting this but that was a sign that maybe that's what you should be doing because you didn't even try to get this. It's just something that they this gave happens. you because they heard your yeah. voice and liked you, you yeah. know, so. Well, aside from your voice, you, you have what I consider a signature voice, but you're very charismatic. And I love that you you basically tell it like it is, oh, yeah. as my grandmother used to say. <laughs> I don't know if that's a Roxbury thing. Drive some people but, crazy, um, but. <laughs> but um, you give, you, 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 you don't sugarcoat anything and you give realness to your show and that's what I've always really really admired about your your uh, your interview style and your technique so um, during your 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 journey at kiss FM what were some of the moments that were most memorable for you oh man there were so many I was there 18 years so wow yeah that's so a long time a lot. to be on the stop um, I think one of the well this one always sticks in my mind mm -hmm. I was doing the morning show filling in on the morning show one day and Stephanie Mills was my co-host. Wow. This was back in 99, as a matter of fact. And I remember saying to her, but this was all in fun, because she and I used to really mesh very well in the air. Mm -hmm. You know, and I remember one time she's like, you know, we should do a, a regular show together, but it just wow. never, well, hey, Stephanie, I'm still available. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and so is she. <laughs> and 
And so I told her one morning, she was there with me this particular morning. I said, yes, yeah, Stephanie. I said, you know, I like you. I said, I'm gonna, you know, I said, I, I can get on some folks and, and, you know, I said, but you're one of the ones I like. And I said, you're just joking. <laughs> and I said, you know, plus, you know, I wouldn't talk about you while you're here. I said, I'd wait till you leave, right? <laughs> right? Just joking. You know what she said to me? She said, oh yeah? She said, I'll come back and kick your ass. Wow, did she say that? <laughs> but we got a good a, laugh out she, of it. She's though. about how, how tall? Yeah, well, she's from Brooklyn. She's yeah, a tough little girl. But I mean, she wasn't angry. It was a joke, you know, no, I but know. she meant it. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, like, you know, but, yeah. you know, but, so that was one moment. And that even made the promo for the next day. Wow. You know? So that, that, well, that well, sticks well, in my mind. Were you. Then there's the R. Kelly story, did, but well, how before much time we go there, yeah. Before, we can definitely talk about that. Before, um,. You were scheduled to co-host with Stephanie. Yeah. Was it planned or was it a spur of the moment situation? What that she was going to be? Yeah, oh, that was co-host. Yeah, okay, she's gonna okay. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. You must have been excited about that. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. But not as excited as I know that you were back in Boston at WILD when you got to meet your favorite singer. Oh, Jody Watley. You can't even say her right. name without smiling. Look at this. <laughs> look at it. He loves. Yeah, that was a highlight of yeah. my career. Yeah. Yeah. April twenty eighth, nineteen eighty eight. I remember. <laughs> remember the date. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so that's when her in nineteen eighty eight because I know my music history. That was eighty eight. Was when her first album dropped. Yeah. Yeah. It had been out for a year actually, mm -hmm. but she was still like in the moment. Yeah. I got to ask you a Jody Watley question. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite Jody Watley song? Real if you love. had to pick, wow, that was quick. That Here's was quick. Video. Okay, really, real love. Yeah, what else you got? <laughs> mine's is, mine's my, my favorite Jody Watley song is probably something new, which is a album cut from her second album. Larger than life. Yes, that okay, was my that was uh, first song, second. Well, side. real love is on that album too. Yeah, yeah. first song, second side. Okay, so since you brought it up. R. Kelly? Oh, yeah. Well, this was just a little, it was a misunderstanding. <laughs> Uh-oh. Back in 99, I was supposed to, well, I was scheduled to interview him, not live on the air. Okay. At that time, I was doing afternoons on KISS. Okay. But he could only come in the morning. So I was the third person to interview him. The first person, first people at that time was, uh, Ed Lover and Dr. Dre, because they were on Hot 97 in the morning at that time. Right. And Angie Martinez was going to be the second one to interview him. In the same day? Yeah, because he was there in the morning. So, okay. you know, that was the only time. So, you know, we all, not live. I don't think he was on any, he might have been live with Ed and Dre, because they were, it was in the morning. Okay. But I, I was on in the afternoon. I think at that time, Angie might have been on in the afternoon, too, at some point. But anyway, so okay. ours was taped. And I was the last one. <laughs> And evidently, uh -oh. they got a list of questions that he didn't want, you know, like a list of stuff uh, that he didn't want to okay. talk about. Pre yeah. Well, they didn't questions. give Mike Shannon the list. So, oh, you so you didn't know what your parameters were. Yeah, I, you know, uh -oh. so I, I simply asked him, mind you, this was not live. It was, you know, being pre-taped. I, I said, you know, I know this is kind of old news at this point, but we, and at that time, we really didn't, hadn't had a definitive answer. You know, were you married to Aaliyah? Of course, this is when Aaliyah was still alive. <laughs> right, right. And he got real quiet. And I said, well, this is radio. You got to say something. He's like, <sighs> he said, is there a bathroom around here? <laughs> he said, he said, because I got a piss when I get pissed, right? <laughs> I got a piss when I get pissed. Yeah, but anyway, that's not the only time he has to piss. But anyway, that's oh, a whole other oh. thing. Um, <laughs> 
so a lot we of were, peeing from Robert Kelly. We in were Chicago. like, we were like, yeah, the bathrooms, you know, down the hall. So he left, but you know, the engineer. We were like, okay, is, is he coming back? So we didn't know if he was going to come back or whatever. So <laughs> he didn't come back. Oh, he never came. He never back. came back to finish the interview. So it's an interview that never aired. But well, when he left that day, you know, he shook my hand and smiled. You know, I just felt after that he, he washed could, it. I hope. Wow, well, I, yeah, I guess he washed it. I hope. My hands are still all right. Twenty years. So. <laughs> But, um, you know, so I just felt that he could have handled that better, you know, because I would have had it been me. I would have been like, well, you know, I'm not going to talk about that because, right. you know, there's a list of stuff that I, I don't know if you got it, but I'm not going to talk about that. There would have been definitely another way to circumvent that yeah, question. Right. Yeah, yeah. So. so two questions I have to ask you, because um, I know our, 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 our viewers want to hear this. The best interview that you've ever done was with who and why? Well, I'd have to probably say Jody Wadley. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no surprise there, huh? I mean, I've done a lot of interviews. A lot of people I've interviewed and really enjoyed. Um, but but I'd say Wally. that's the best because, you okay. know, that was like, a, at that time, that was like a dream. You know, I grew up watching her on Soul Train. So let, let's elaborate just a little bit. What was that interview like? Well, it was like 32 years ago, so I'm trying to but remember. But you didn't, you didn't, you remember the dates. So you had to remember yeah. the details. Well, that was a strange morning, <laughs> I want to tell you some funny story about that morning. The night before, I had been cleaning up the studio because I used to do afternoons. And, okay. You know, I wanted to make sure the studio was nice and clean because Jody Watley was going to be there, and I wanted to look like a <laughs> bleep hole, like right. good looking time. And Elroy, who was the program director, let me do his show because he did the morning show. Right. The only time that she could come to the station was in the morning. Morning. Okay. And he was so cool. He's like, listen, I have to let him do my show. So he did my show, and I did his show that day. Mm. And I remember cleaning up the studio the night before, and my friend Artemis, she was the music director. She's like, Michael, you better go home and get some rest. Because I was up there late. And she, she was like, really not get like up. scrubbing not get up. like... Well, sweeping and making sure it was clean. <laughs> hey, listen. Jordy Wally's coming. So I was like, I got this. I'll be all right. I, got, I went home. And don't you know I overslept? And the phone rang. And it was the person on in the morning. Coach Willie May. Ooh. He was on. He was Elroy's sidekick. He's like, uh, no. Elroy called me. As a matter of fact, our boss called me. And he was like, Michael, it's after six. I was like, oh, okay. So I, you know, I, so I did oversleep, and I went downtown and bought all these new clothes and stuff. And After you overslept? No, the oh, day before. The day before, okay. And you know, I was gonna get up and shower and get all clean and everything. I just had enough time to get up. Thank God, I'm a clean person. I right. Got up and threw those new clothes on like I had, you know, was getting. You ready had to, to do one of them whore baths, as they call them. Yeah, if I did that, I was yeah. like, I had to get to the station, but I had to wear the breeze. So yeah, wow. yeah. So I got there late, but she wasn't. She hadn't arrived yet. Okay, so, yeah. That's so good. It was, I was an hours late, but right. you know, but it was like, oh damn, you know, we built this thing up, and now I'm, I'm late. You know what I mean? So when she walks through the door at WILD, what, what? I almost had an accident in my pants. Okay, so he so almost excited. peed. <laughs> How about oh. the other? <laughs> that wouldn't have been good. She's looking for a new love. I was so excited, but oh. I didn't have the accident. I almost well, almost had it. Now. So what was the one memorable <laughs> question that you remember asking Miss Watley? Um, I think well, one of the ones I, I, I remember saying to her, you know, everybody in our generation, practically everybody in our generation always dreamed of dancing on Soul, Soul Train. Train. Absolutely. So what was, what was it like to dance on Soul Train? So that was, okay. I, that question came up, you know. So now let's, let, let's, let's flip the dynamic. Yeah. The worst interview you've ever had. The worst. With who? The, okay. I'm going to. Aside from R. Kelly. Tina Marie. 
Wow. And I'm going to tell you why. And it wasn't that we didn't get along or anything. I don't know what it was. We just didn't like she. I don't know. Maybe I was not asking her the questions that she wanted to hear, or whatever. Like okay. she just was very like one word answers and just not very, you know. Yeah. Well, we got not along. Very, not very was, engaging. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. And then when I mentioned Faith Evans, because I think at that time she had done something with Faith Evans, then she kind of perked up. But okay. you know, so maybe she didn't like what I was asking. But we was got this along. a Kiss FM? No, this was at Sirius X. Sirius X. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. Not too wow. long before she passed, as a matter of fact. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, like, all these years later. Um, you're still on radio. Radio is a very hard shell to crack, but even a harder, uh, I think, career to maintain, particularly in this market here in New York City. What do you yeah. What do you think? I mean, I could answer this because he's one of my favorite radio audience personalities, but what do you think um, keeps you employed, for lack of a better term? Well, I'm barely employed right now, but... Um, well, yeah. You know, I've always had a good work ethic. Okay. I always had a good work ethic. You know, like I said, I was at Kiss for 18 years. Mm-hmm. Now, I wasn't there for 18 years because they thought I was cute every moment. I thought right. I was whatever. <laughs> right. I was there because I did my job and I did it well. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that's one of the reasons. I mean, I, there were a lot of ups and downs during those years, mm-hmm. but I always stayed. I was, I was always able to stay. The loyalty. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think that was, that was recognized. You know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And prior to you being at Kiss FM and after your your career in Boston in radio, you were in the Motor City. Yeah, I went to Detroit. And I would think that that's also pretty, and that's got to be an interesting market as well because Detroit is such a black city. Yeah, that was, um, that was a good experience. That was mm-hmm. a great experience. Um, looking back. I'm glad I did that. Like, you know, at that time, I wanted to go straight from Boston to New York. You Everybody know? does. Right. <laughs> but I got True. this job in Detroit, and Detroit, especially at that time, was great for black radio. Right. You know what I mean? And it was such a great... And everybody who seemed like if you had a job in Detroit, your next step was New, New York. York. You know? Okay. So I went to Detroit for three years, from 1990 to 1993. Your favorite experience, whatever that experience may have been, while you were uh, in Detroit? In Detroit. Oh, man. Um, I would have to say, offhand, seeing Nelson Mandela at uh, Tiger Stadium. Wow. Yeah. In June of 1990, when he, uh-huh. did, his, um, he did his U.S. tour. Right. That was, that was an event. Nice. That was an event. Yeah. Now, um, radio has changed. Oh, has it changed? Um, the dynamics have changed. Even some of the uh, politics have changed. Certainly, the listenership has changed because now people can listen to, yeah. you know, uh, radio and so many different uh, components. What are some of the things that you feel um, were not such great changes for radio? PPM, which is a which is a rating system, okay, um, that was not kind to black radio. Okay, it's not very kind to black radio. Uh, we used to have a diary system, which basically meant you know you were sent a diary and you had to record your listening habits, what stations you listened to. I think you did it for okay. a, a week or two week period, and. For black radio, diaries were better. You got a much better return for some reason. Mm-hmm. And what they used to do, too, is, you know, because they, 
I guess they figured black folks wasn't going to send them back without some sort of incentive. So <laughs> right. they slipped $5, all $10 in there, mm-hmm. you know, as a motivator, you know, to get you to, to fill those diaries out. And we got a much better return. You know, you had stations that were number one in their markets, mm-hmm. you know, and then one book later when they went from diaries to PPM, this station that was number one last month or two months ago is now number eight, number Something's wow. wrong there, okay. you know what I mean? And it really did a number on black radio. I I, I um, remember when I was an intern at WILD um, that the trade magazines, uh, um, black radio exclusive, yeah, I would enjoy are. reading those yeah. um, because uh, it would give you an idea of what other stations across the country were playing. Right. Um, what were your thoughts in terms of uh, radio stations often mimicking each other nationally? That didn't really happen back in the day. No? Back in the day, it seemed like each market, of course, there were hits that every station played because right. they were the hits. But right. back in those days, each market had its own distinctive sound, okay. more so than now. That's one of the reasons why I fell in love with New York, because New York sounded like no other place. That's you, true. You would come You're to right. New York and you would hear songs that you wouldn't hear anywhere, anywhere else. Anywhere else. And album cuts were big in those days. That's true. The album cuts You're were right. big in those days. And New York was a big album cut town. Yeah. And so you would come here and you would hear stuff that you wouldn't hear in Cleveland or in Detroit or in Philly or whatever. Now you pretty much hear the same stuff everywhere. Across the board. Yes. Yeah. The stations, I guess you're right, the stations definitely sound the same yeah. now at Sirius, um, which is a station where people, uh, it's a subscription right. subscription base station. Um, how does that work? Like, in terms of your listenership, they subscribe and they listen. No, I mean. but <laughs> in terms of like, you know, when you're at a a, a, a terrestrial station, right. for example, you pretty much have a number. Uh, 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 you know your 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 listenership. You know where the what parts of the city the people are listening to, what oh, they want to hear, things saying. of that nature. Um, your demographics, basically, with 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 Sirius, how do you know what your demographics are? Is it just the bosses get information. They have ways of finding out who's listening and where, mm-hmm. and you know, there, there are ways of figuring that out. There's no, we're not rated, so it's not like okay. you get rated, which is kind of good because you don't have that pressure. The pre- but okay. there's still, you still have standards that you have to keep up to, you know, right. keep up with. But it's not, it's different from terrestrial radio. Like you don't get ratings every four weeks and things mm-hmm. like that. But you do get feedback as to who's listening. With and people are very vocal too. They let bet. you know, and it's a nationwide thing. So, what might fly in New York might not fly in Idaho. And right. You might get a complaint. Well, Mike Shannon said this, and you know, I'm like yeah, but Mike Shannon said that a million times in New York, and nobody complained. You know <laughs> right. What I mean? It's a different. Right. It's a different right. ball game. Right. Now, again, uh, we're both from Roxbury. New additions from Roxbury, um, uh, with the exception of Johnny Gill, who's from Washington, of course. I know that you've had the opportunity to interview uh, Ralph Fred. Fan, um, Bobby Brown, mm-hmm. Bell Biv DeVoe, and then of course the group as a collective. Um, what are some of the best conversations you've had with New Edition, being that they're from the same city and part of the city? Oh, well, every time they come through, it's it's a lot of fun, especially when I have the whole group, because, you know, they're kind of fragmented now. Right. So sometimes Bobby will come with his wife, Alicia, and then the next mm-hmm. time it might just be the Bell Biv DeVoe, the three of them. Right. I had the whole group 
one time. This was back, I think, in 2014. They were all getting ready to do something big at that time, mm -hmm. right before Johnny's album Game Changer came out. And we had a lot of fun because, you know, we were just vibing off of because they're from the projects. Right, Orchard, Orchard Park. Park. I'm yeah. from Mission Hill Extension. Mm -hmm. So there's so much that you can, you know, we were talking about how we used to have the Boston shootouts. And when you, people say that, they think it's a room like, <laughs> no, there was it a could basketball. Be. Well, a basketball. Nowadays, right. but back in the day, Boston yeah. shootout meant the basketball, basketball. tournament that right. came every June to Walter Brown Arena right. over there at Boston University. And it was three days, like it was Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and the whole neighborhood would go. You had your Mission Hill section, you had your JP section, you had, you know what I mean? So right. we're talking about good times like that. And so you'll have that real great camaraderie based yeah. on yeah, being from, from Boston. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love talking to you. We always have great conversation, whether it be um, when we're hanging out, uh, talking about trains. We both have a love yeah, for subways. Yeah, we're train geeks. Yep. Um, <laughs> but thank you for coming on the show, man, because every time uh, I, I have a conversation with you, I learn something different. Uh -huh. And I really appreciate That's that. You make me laugh. <laughs> God knows he makes me laugh. You should have been a, a Silk and, and Nat's wedding. He, on the floor, but you, I, I always learn something from you, and I really, really appreciate that about that more than anything else about our, our friendship. And I appreciate that. All right, well, thanks for having so me. So, if anybody wants to uh, contact you, I am Mike Shannon270 on Twitter and Instagram. I don't mess with Twitter though, very rarely. Mm -hmm. I think Twitter is just a bunch of mean people. Just <laughs> I don't like Twitter. Um, Mike Shannon on Facebook. You'll see a picture of the Obamas. That's me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you're watching Pipe TV. I'm your host, Kerry D. Singleton. It's been a pleasure to have a conversation with uh, Mike Shannon. And uh, stay tuned.